Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Check, check. Check, check. Mom. Me and you. Do, do, do. Now it's your mama and your cousin too. Rolling down my the mom, street. What is it? My mom bogs. and a dog named Blue. Coming up looking kind of like dogs. Now I'm singing the Outcast song. You're singing some. I'm thinking. movie. No, I'm thinking of like a. I'm singing me and Stella you. Stella and a dog named Blue. No, that's not the song or I'm singing. Or Boo, Boo. It's not the song I'm singing. Oh, whatever. But that's the song I'm thinking of, motherfucker. I'll okay. show you the song. Relax. Yeah, I heard uh, which McCall OJ Simpson like went on joined Twitter and he's like been tweeting, "I did it, I didn't do it, ha!" ha. Like this random shit. I don't know. It's exactly what's fake. going on. What? It's probably fake. I don't know. Naheem was at the bar last or the other night and he was like, "I don't know. This is." I mean, it might be his account, but he might have got hacked. I mean, that stuff happens. But that'd be fucked up if. Yeah, OJ Simpson's that. Twitter account allegedly sent a series of menacing direct messages including a string of 16 knife emojis and the warning that says, I will find your ass and cut you. Yeah. Somebody hacked his fucking account. I don't know, but I think he just joined Twitter. Somebody hacked. There's no way OJ's that fucking stupid. I, I mean, he was going to write a... He, he There's no way he's that stupid. There's no way he would go in there and post posting knife, knife emojis. I mean, come on. There's no way that's happening. I don't know. I'm d- no way. I, that's why I'm asking you. You're the one with the Twitter. I don't follow O.J. Simpson on Twitter, so I wouldn't know. But, I, but you're a tweeter. I'm not. I'm a tweaker? I don't know how it fucking works, okay? This is a song I was thinking of. This came out in, like, 99. <laughs> Shit, you were, weren't you? I was, in, I was graduating. One for the money, yes, sir. Two for the show. A couple of years ago, on head and end the low. What's the starter? Something good. With me, I'm broke the martyr. Through the hood, just trying to find Sorry, that Jackson. hook up. Now every day we looked up Look, at the ceiling. Watching ceiling fans go round, trying to catch that feeling off instrumental. Had my pencil and plus my paper. We caught the 86 lights on your head. It took the cater right and round. Trying to find I was spot off in that light. Light off in that spot. Knowing that we can rock, doing the hole in the wall club. This shit must stop. Like freeze, we making the crowd move, but we not making no cheats. And that's a no no. A one, two, dope, dope. In the Cadillac, they call us with the plague. Now I'm on the Cadillac. Putting this up on the map was like Little Rock to Bangin'. Say mother, that flagging, they payin'. We stayin', laggin', vocals, locales done. Made it with the big boys up in this industry. Outcast, yeah, them they making big moves. I'm gonna drive like Denzel in this day. They take it like they '96. Gonna be that year that all y'all plaguers hit us and bite me. Oh, shut up. I think it's like folk or something. I got my old dog, Blue. He makes shut me the fuck up. funny when I watch him eat a shoe. <laughs> that's <laughs> my old dog, honey? Blue. Funny. Oh. When <laughs> I watch like him eat like... a shoe, that's my old dog, Blue. No, Boo. That's boo. because we were mom got the, me and my dog named Boo. Look it up. 
real quick. I want to see if this is the real song that I'm thinking of. What is it? Uh, me and the dog uh, named Boo, uh, I think. I think that's what it is, but I think it's by like an artist that we know. Me? For some, yeah, me and a dog named Boo. And supposedly that's where mom um, got the name for Boo, the doll. Dog named Boo. Let's see. Let's it's see if it thing. sounds. Let's it's see if it sounds anything like that. It's a thing, but it's not. What I don't. I don't know what it is to be honest. We'll see what it sounds like. By Lobo. Me and you and a dog named. I remember to this day. The yep. bright red How it stuck to the time. Shitty country but song. I, I, you know, me and you me and you 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 Donald? What is he going on a farm? Old McDonald had a farm. What did the cow do? I said the same thing. You just now noticed it? Oh, shut the fuck up. You've already lost like 80 pounds. That shirt is extra tight. And it's red. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. It was very awkward. Maybe I'll oh leave it. Oh, my Welcome. alien. Hubba Bubba Jin. Ew. What in the... Ooh. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. No, fuck that. I'm good. I want it. Mm -mm -mm. Hubba Bubba. No interest in that. All right, you ready? Yeah. Guys, we had the XD experience. This is episode something, something. One, this will be it's 201. 201. <laughs> 201. We're in the future. Yeah, we're, we're uh, back <laughs> to the future. 
Which we'll be talking about Libyans in our topic tonight. Yes, we will. I got to play that clip. Okay, I will. (laughs) I'm Inspector Gidget. Agent M. And we are the XD Experience. Like I said, we're here to rock your eardrums. And we are not here with a dog named Boo. No, because Boo died. That yeah. was my dog Boo. Why did we play that song? Because you said to. Because you I'm said to. Thinking of weird. You I don't know. said to. Shut up. All right, so we you got. Can call and leave us a voicemail at one eight zero two four eight three three six eight two. Our two hundredth episode is coming out soon, so leave us. No, by the time they hear this, it'll all flow together. Oh. <laughs> two hundred already have been out. Okay. So, just yeah, this two hundred one. Thanks everybody for all the. Oh. Because okay. we're recording it out of okay. order, right? So you get thanks everybody for all your support on episode so, two hundred. Right. So this will come out after we're going to record two hundred next week because we didn't realize <laughs> that two hundred was I right wrote there. One ninety nine. Yeah. No, this is two hundred. Last week was one nine. I no, I swear we didn't do one last week. I know, but we put out the show. I've been holding them. So if we do miss a week or if we on Wednesday, they come out in the, at the end of, of the week versus the beginning of, of the week now. So uh, the other episode came out last week. So oh. this, so next, so when we record Monday, I'll get that edited quick and it'll come out like probably Tuesday. And then that following Tuesday, this will come out. Or like, no, like Thursday, I guess. I'll so drop that. Are you not going to release this one? No, yes, it will. Just... Okay. We're just flip-flopping all right, two all episodes. All right, all right, okay, okay, okay. Jeez Louise. We're just flip-flopping because we didn't realize that 200 was here. But yes, it, it is 200. Whatever. Um, all right. So let's get this started then. How was your weekend? Let's get this started. That was a really corny segue. Shut the fuck up. I didn't. So we got a ton of stuff we're going to be talking about, guys. I got some stuff, some uh, information right, that's out. how many out. times are you going to say stuff? I got stuff and things. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Um, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about that. We're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about that stuff, stuff and things. Stuff and things. We got stuff <laughs> and things. Talk, see, look. One ninety six. One ninety seven. One ninety eight. One ninety nine. Two hundred will be. Are you sure? Yep. Look. What do you What do you mark the radio dramas? <laughs> I don't mark them at all, so they don't count. So whenever we do a radio drama, like you see this Captain Mar- Mar- Marvel, that wasn't an app episode. I don't count those. The only thing I count are actual when 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 we sit and record. What's that? That is the date, the downloads for today. So that is how many downloads per. These are the episodes per day. So today we've gotten on that episode we got that many, that many. Oh, and then you total that them many up. people like us. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, guys, I'm getting old. My birthday's tomorrow. You didn't oh, even right. get me anything special. No, but I'm, I'll make you something. No cake, no nothing. No, I did not. I did not. June 18th. Wait, You're, isn't it today's Tupac's birthday? I don't know. He's dead. It would have been his birthday. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Okay. Dead. I am drinking uh, Founders All Day IPA. Yesterday was Father's Day. I went to Autumn Arch, which seems to be my new favorite hangout. What is Autumn Arch? Autumn Arch Brewing Project. Uh, there's It's just a brewery, but they have food trucks there and stuff, and they have this awesome like building you go in so it's like an old firehouse set. it's not an old firehouse but it reminds you of an old firehouse with the big glass doors i took dad there a couple weekends ago oh is that when you guys had tacos yeah he or he had a crab cake i oh. think he had i had tacos or oh. somebody had tacos okay tupac's birthday's on the 16th so happy belated which is like to the dead which guy. is like two weeks ago jesus christ what it's like two weeks ago yeah <laughs> 
you keep forgetting that we're recording this in the future. Yeah, this is. So you're like, yeah. oh, yesterday. Yesterday was like the twenty fourth. <laughs> so my birthday has passed, guys. Exactly. And it was wonderful. I there went to go. Borders Cafe. With a bunch of friends, and it was amazing. I felt loved inside. There you go. And we missed Tupac's birthday, which was yep. June 16th. Tragic. Tragic. But, you know, life goes on. Did you hear about Robert Downey Jr.? How long will they mourn me? That's Tupac's song, yeah. Life Goes On. Yeah. They, we're still mourning you out there, OG. Mm-hmm. You need some Hubba Bubba Gin <laughs> pour on the ground. No. No, no, no <laughs> brothers pouring Hubba Bubba Gin. All right? It's not happening. Nobody. Yo, gin and juice used to be my drink, though. Gross. That shit was awesome. Do you also like Four loco? No, I can't know. I'm sorry. It's a Mad like, Dog 2020? I anxiety and I like my heart too much. You don't like Mad Dog 2020? No, fuck that shit. I used to love Cisco. Some Everclear? Remember Cisco? Some Peach Schnapps? No. Remember Cisco? Yeah. Why do you drink cooking oil? It's gross. You're gross. <laughs> you drink cooking oil. Who does that? Who drinks Cisco? Everybody! It's supposed to be liquid. What do they say? Liquid cooking. You're not getting the joke. No. Cisco is is also, or it's Crisco. It's Crisco. Never mind. Oh. Crisco. Crisco. Cisco. I mean, there is Cisco the singer. Jesus Christ! That this song, is dumb. Dong, dong, dong. Yep. So uh, <laughs> after, yeah, we're done with that. Um. So yeah, we're gonna be talking about Pan Am Flight 103, which you guys yes. already know because you've obviously Download seen the, the title. Um. But yeah, we got that. Uh, I got some space news I want to talk about in a bit. All right. Can we get started? Because I got some stuff. All right, what you got? Kick it off. Robert Downey Jr. He's dead. <gasps> In the MCU. He died last week? Yeah. <laughs> he died like a month, month ago. Oh, Spoiler man. alert. Oh, man. Damn. Time. Time goes on and it goes quickly. No, he's turning into the real Iron Man. They say he's got this whole plan for climate change. And yeah. he's basically like Elon Musk is basically the real man, yeah. Iron Man. But now we got Iron Man out there trying to be Iron Man. <laughs> Iron, you got Iron Man <laughs> trying to be Al Gore? Weird. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But Weird. no, he's, you know, whatever. It's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it. it's he's Robert awesome. Downey Jr. So I love it. Did you see the, the big ladybug swarm that they thought was like a storm? Yeah. Oh, that looked fucking scary. <laughs> Did you watch the, speaking of Robert Downey, I didn't, I didn't I'm not meaning to cut you off. You, no, can go, you can go right back to that. Did you see the scene of, the the alternate scene of him filming with Tom Holland? I seen it posted, but it's from but I didn't another angle. It. Yeah, I seen and it's it. More words, I'll play. I seen fine. it posted, but I didn't um, play it because, like I said, see. I I usually save like all the best stuff for the podcast, so like people can get an honest reaction. We got some trailers to play in, in a little bit, and I yes. got I got some clips. But yeah, I just wanted to say about the ladybug swarm. It was scary. That's scary that that many ladybugs can get together and mess up radar. How did they all? What what caused it? It doesn't say. It's gotta be some sort of. It's like just a swarm. It's gotta be like some sort of magnetic energy or some shit. Probably. I mean, that's what you know. All flying animals they have like they like the pigeons and the birds. They say that's how they do like um, they fly south for the winter, right? South for the winter. Yeah, south for the winter. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, t- I'm just looking for the scenes. Hold on. I you we gotta play the video of Thor singing Johnny Cash song. Yeah, I heard. I saw that. Did you listen to it? Did you watch it? Yeah, it's not very good, but we're playing. Okay. I mean, I, I it's mean, okay. he's not a singer, but okay, but he's good at everything else in life. Actually, Come I watched on. a movie with him with Chris Hemsworth over the week. Uh, El Royale, Bad Times at the El Royale. It has John Hamm, Dakota, um, Dakota Johnson, Jeff Bridges. Is it Jeff Bridges? Yeah, Jeff Bridges and then Chris Hemsworth and actually Bill Pullman's son. And it was actually a really good fucking movie. It, Bill Pullman's son. Yeah. You it, need to watch it. It's called Bad Times at the does he El look, Royale. Does he look like Paxton? 
Yes. He Pullman and Paxton. Paxton. There you go. Which always... one's dead? Pullman, right? No, Paxton. I don't know. I forget the two. I always get the two. I, I know. No, Paxton. And Paxton's I'm... the one from Twister. And unless I was actually like. Pullman's from Casper. <laughs> is, is Who's. Fr- yeah, you're so right. Paxton's you're right. from Twister. Who? Yeah, that guy died. Yeah, that... Paxton died. Pullman's still alive. Yeah, that guy's dead. Um, so I think Not I'm... Pullman, Paxton. Yeah. I think Wait, I'm. Hold on. Never mind. Go on. You think? Go on. Go I'm on. gonna have to actually play you this video, not nor uh, as we normally would watch it, because well, that's the only way I can find. Because it. you fucked up all your technology. I ain't fuck shit up. Issues over I ain't fuck shit up. You fuck shit up. And your son's like talking to a watch. I talk to my watch all the time. Millennials. My, my watch does everything. Millennials, man. My you watch can't just write stuff down on a piece of paper. Nope, I don't write nothing down. Yes, you do. You did right. stop Shit notes. down. I'm very disappointed in you about that. Very disappointed. Oh, I got to talk about the FBI released the files on Bigfoot. Oh, yes. I got that written right here. Bigfoot files. Yeah, man. I was trying to find oh, this video, and, um, but I don't know if I can find it. They started trying to test DNA for Loch Ness. I didn't read the whole article because I'm like, where would you get DNA from? Well, technically they can, right? So if you go into any body of water, like say you go you go into my fish tank, right? Okay. And they take a sample, they take a sample of my... Um, my fish tank water. They can be able to tell what what DNA. What they can be able to tell what What's species of fish that are living in that water by the DNA. They can match up the DNA. Oh. So that is possible. Um, but the thing about it is, all it's going to do, which they've done this before in Loch Ness, is it'll show up that there's an unknown DNA signature in Loch Ness, but they don't know what what, what it is. So we're they've done this before. That's Loch Ness. Well, I mean, you, you can do whatever you want with, with it. People can say, they, I mean, you could literally say whatever you want. It just means that there's a DNA in there that isn't on our 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 genome, our mapped genome that we know of. Okay. But it doesn't mean it's Loch Ness. It just means there's something in there that we haven't found yet. It could be it could be a fucking water beetle for all we fucking know. Do you think Loch Ness would still be alive, or do you think it no. would have babies? So no. it's definitely dead by now. Uh, I honestly think. I'm starting to think a lot of these cryptids are, are some sort of interdimensional rip. We've said this. And I know. But that that's the way I'm feeling. So I, I I think when Loch Ness is seen, it's it's an interdimensional rip. It's just a fucking rip in space and time and shit gets out or gets seen and they're like, I, I just found 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 it. <laughs> and you know, you just see it for a second. You know, I mean it you know, whatever it could be. And you know, that could be the answer for ghost. That could be the answer for aliens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be the answer for a lot of things. It could be the answers for humans. It could be the answer of some of it. It could be the answer of none, <laughs> none of it. I don't know, but I'm Who just knows? saying, I'm just saying, you can't tell me that a prehistoric creature can live in a body of water for a billion fucking years and it'd be the only one and never reproduce. Yeah. So somehow it's traveling space and time. So it's got to be an interdimensional fucking interdimensional creature. creature. Now, for some reason, it pops up in that body of water for something. I don't know. Maybe in maybe whatever other dimension. Well, that's what I'm saying. A rip, a portal. There, yeah. You just see it for a minute. It just opens up for a second. You 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 see this fucking creature, and it's in its it's in its own domain. It don't know what's on the other side, so it's just chilling. And we see it, and we're like, fuck. Just like this video of Ogopogo. I'm going to show you. Oh, there's a video for Ogopogo? Just last week. All shit. Um, I'm going to have to play it like this because you know but it's it's awesome listen don't say nothing to the end
him. That's so sweet. I, w- I wish that scene would have been in a movie. I love that Iron Man just has like a football like pads <laughs> pad on. on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he just has like a football pad. That's it's, adorable. I know. When I saw that scene, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, why didn't we get to see that? Him, that little snicker on his face is like, it's just hair. Like yeah. this little snicker. I don't know. I yeah, was like, that's, that's really, a, it's, it's a sweet scene. It's anyway. just gray hair. It's just, it's just hair. <laughs> but he's right. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, so. that was a loud kiss, though. <laughs> that was adorable. Yeah, I they thought, definitely I, have a relationship. They, or they did, yeah. Well, they probably will forever. I mean, don't be surprised if you see them two in a movie doing something That'd else. That'd be awesome. Like uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. They have that new um, Bodyguard movie coming out. Or Hitman, Hitman's and Bodyguard. I... Oh, not that? No. No. No, <laughs> no Whitney? No, she did. She is dead. She did. Her family needs to stay out of bathtubs, is what's happening. I think Bobby Brown needs to stay out of that family's life. Yes, Bobby Brown definitely. just is dead. Yes, definitely. All right, you said Ogopogo. Ogopogo. I'm excited. Where's this? You didn't. Find a video. I thought we were going to talk about Bigfoot. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Let's let's talk about Bigfoot. All right, Bigfoot file re- was released. It was from the 19... 19- it's a file that was made in the 70s? Uh, I will read it for you in one second because I have it right here. Okay. So basically what it is, the FBI's vault, this is from uh, just Men's Health magazine. Uh, The FBI vault is a fascinating corner of the the Internet. And actually, if you go over there, it's pretty fun fun to look at. I didn't really really know they categorize things the way that they do over there. It's actually a neat thing to look at. The FBI's website. Oh, FBI. Yeah, I've been on there. Um, The Federal Bureau of Information Act, or FOIA, uh, library houses thousands of previously sealed or long-burned files on very famous or very dead celebrities, criminals, politicians, and other persons of interest. And they're on display for free for personal use. But it just goes on to tell you that. Now... How much is redacted? Nothing. I mean, not a lot. I mean, very little. Um, Now the... But there's only... I'll get to it. Right, the sorry. FBI usually doesn't make much such documents public until after the person dies, which makes the latest release from the vault 22 pages concerning one Bigfoot. Particularly, particular, fuck. <laughs> Pertaining to one Bigfoot? Just one Bigfoot. This is just 22 pages on one Bigfoot. Okay. Particular, that word. Particularly. I, I can't get it out. <laughs> Particularly notable for two reasons. <laughs> It appears to be confirmation that A, Bigfoot is dead, and B, Bigfoot was real. Yay! Probably. The (laughs) mythical creature known as Bigfoot, or if you prefer Sasquatch, Yowie, Skunk Ape, Skunk Ape, Yahweh, or Long Murky History, the people swear they've been seeing him for centuries, usually in wooded North America and the Pacific Northwest, but people want to pursue the truth. Bigfoot's official file we will gladly examine in full, like the proud investigator journals that we are, where mostly follows correspondence between between the Bigfoot Information Center and an exhibition in the Dallas, Oregon, on the and the FBI Scientific and Technical Service Division. From nineteen, so these two twenty-two pages come from nineteen seventy-six to nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, there we go. And I can actually read. I'll, I'll read you one of the first one of the first. Um, Entries. Entries. Okay. Um, where it's basically this guy, uh, Peter C. Barn, who's the director of the Big Big Four organization. He says, will you, kindly, uh, will you kindly, to set the record straight for once and all, inform us if the FBI has examined hair, which might be, which might pertain to a Bigfoot, um, and if, and when it, when it was take, 
taken place? What was the results of this analysis? So they sent hair, uh, a hair sample to the FBI to, uh, to look at. Please understand that our research here is serious. It is a serious question that needs a- answering that a ex- examination, no. No, a- examination um, that we are concerned. Uh, that's why we are suggesting it, that the FBI is associated with our project and confirms in any way possibility the existence of the creature known as Bigfoot. It's yours truly, sincere. And then it's 19, uh, has a 1976. And in here you can see there's, there's, they, they drew the clump of hair with the skin sample. So they basically submitted this to the FBI and the FBI came back. Um, they did test it and it was, came back that it was an unknown DNA source. So that was in the seventies when this was released. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the, so this, this case, which was 22 pages focusing on this Bigfoot in particular, of the skin and hair sample that they got off of so-called creature. So there was an actual creature. Well, we we don't know. Like a dead creature. No. This 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 group obtained a hair sample with skin. Rather, it was stuck on a tree. It doesn't say. They obtained this skin and hair sample and sent that to the FBI to test. The FBI tested it and came back and said, yeah, it's no, nothing in our database. Okay. And that's where it ended. So what it's telling us is that at some point, the FBI at least tested for skin and hair to see what it is. Al Hynek, Alan Hynek did it. Do you think he? he no, he wasn't. In, he wasn't involved. No, but do you think he? Stuff? You know, that was like one of his things. No, you I think he did that like by, by himself. Like, I wonder if this is real. Like, went with Bigfoot. Yeah. No, Jay Alan Hynek never gave a shit about Bigfoot. Sure. Yeah, he didn't. He was worried about. He was an astronomer. He doesn't care about a hairy creature. A hairy creature. creature. Actually, me and my tattoo artist, because uh, I got my sleep finished over the week, uh, we were talking, and he was telling me, we were talking about Bigfoot, and he was like, oh, I know he exists. And I was like, really? Go on. Tell me this story. And he told me this story about um, his uncles in the Appalachian Mountains, and how, like, these these guys will literally, Appalachia. like, yeah, whatever. Like, they'll literally, like, they live in the mountains. Like, nothing really terrifies them. But, like, for a couple nights in a row, they were, like, being stalked by something in the woods. <laughs> Even the like the hounds wouldn't get out of the cages. Dogman. So I don't know. Hellier. Have you even watched that yet? No, I haven't. That's good. I've been watching other shit. Hellier? I started Doom Patrol. How, how many episodes? One. One. Fuck. But right. I started it. Well, I'm gonna talk talk about it in a bit. Um, did you you, s- you haven't watched what we do in the shadows? Nope. Barry. Nope. Nothing that I recommended. Not yet. So watch at least one episode of one of them. I'll get there. Oh, what we do in the Ogo- shadows. It's only ten episodes. Oh, You'll fucking love it, man. Ogo Pogo. I know. Ogo Pogo. That leads me into cryptids. Guys, Swamp Thing was canceled. Bullshit, too. Right after the first episode aired. What in the fuck? It's actually a dope ad. Did you you watch the first episode? No. It's fucking dope. I was was watching a bunch of other shit over the week. uh, Actually, there's a new um, movie on Netflix with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston that was released over the weekend uh, called Murder Mystery. It's actually pretty fucking good. Him and Jennifer Aniston have such chemistry and such... They're so, like, she's so comedic, but, like, we don't, I don't know. It was awesome. It's called Murder Mystery, and it's All only, right. like, an hour and a half long. Here go check go. that out. Check this out. I don't know. This is just some dude's YouTube page, but it was like, wow. Teabag. Not Ty. I'm saying he's, he's Ty. There it is. Oh. Something's it's, out there. It's something. Okay, if you would stop clicking stuff. Well, calm. (laughs) Ridiculous. 
Something very slender and long. Do you remember what lake that that is? Ogopogo? That's the creature. Do you know what lake it is? What is it? Jim LaRock says he lake couldn't Okanagan. believe his eyes. Can't be a wave. Mysterious ripples breaking through Skahaw Lake's glassy surface near Kaledon on June 1st. Oh, this isn't. And all I heard was like a, a, a swooshing like, sound. Like, swoosh. Like, swoosh. He scrambled to pull out his cell phone and hit record as his son waited on a paddleboard nearby. He turns and sees a flipper come up out of the water and hit the water. Take another look. LaRock believes this mysterious wake is actually seven fins paddling in sync. So if you flip the dragon boat upside down, you would see all those oars kind of coming out of the water. More than 120 feet long, he's convinced it's the most conclusive evidence yet of the legendary lake serpent. And this is, in my opinion, a definitive Ogopogo um, sighting. So watch this, it goes up and boom. Great. Customers and colleagues at his liquor store clamoring to get a glimpse liquor of <laughs> That's pretty weird, it's not like normal way. Hey man, <laughs> I, I saw that motherfucker Ogopogo, he was like... <laughs> Self-proclaimed runs a of the elusive lake monster. He says he's no. personally seen it twice in 2015 and back in 1978. Well, it's, uh, it's certainly an interesting video. But the Kelowna retiree is skeptical of LaRock's alleged sighting given its location and size. There's never been really any reports of anything that big. I believe it's something that I will call an Ogopogo wave. This UCL <laughs> environmental scientist says there could be a plausible theory for the bizarre disturbance. Mutation. I think it's a product of uh, overturn uh, that happens seasonally where lake layers of different temperatures and depths will pass each other. And while mythology may trump like logic for swimming. some people, if anything, it proves the legend is very much alive. That's like I can't swamp wait gas. Yeah. Video That's basically. It'll make you a believer. It's the equivalent of swamp gas in the water. Shelby Tom, Global News. That's something swimming. Yeah. That's not bubbles. No, it physically you can see things moving. That's swamp gas in the water. Nice, bro. I don't know what the fuck that was, man. That's what it was. So you know you can be a professional cuddler. I'm, I am. No, people will pay you like a hundred, hundred, hundred and fifty dollars an hour paid. to cuddle him. I've been paid to cuddle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, my dogs pay me like in I, kisses. <laughs> like I said, I've been trying to look at. I, I was telling him I've been trying to look well, into ways funny. to make. That was hilarious. Was trying to look into ways to make money and like invest or you know stuff like that. And I was looking into this, and. I was just curious, Open and people do make money doing this. But yeah, but that's weird. Didn't there's you end up this, with bed bugs or something. So there's this yeah. one site that actually yeah, I'm good. they they charge you hundred and fifty dollars to get cuddler certified. Gross. <laughs> that's just some pervert who wants to grope. I was like, chick. what? What get do we need to know? <laughs> uh, you know, there's people out there that haven't been cuddled. The person paying you has not ever cuddled anybody. That's why they're paying you. No, and that, yeah, I mean, we don't. I don't <laughs> certified to be a cuddler yeah but if that guy was going to be a cuddler he would have to get certified that's what i'm saying so they got to make sure everybody is yeah, like if you want to no if you want to be a doctor everybody's got to go through the doctor school you just don't that's become doctor doogie hauser okay first of all cuddling is just let me put it's my arms around it's you. a profession all right it's an upstanding profession okay 
Do, I think I'm gonna. Do start, they pay taxes? I think over a certain amount you have to. Well, yeah, like duh. So like, like some people will pay for like, like an hour of cuddling or whatever, and like it's kind of like up to you to like how much money you want and stuff like that. But like, if you actually work for a company where it's like more safe to cuddle people, it's right. kind of like prostitution, right. like a brothel. Because you know murders happen <laughs> at safe places. Yeah. Uh, so uh, at that point, then they charge you like 150 dollars an hour. Gross. But I mean, there's Tinder and OkCupid and Gross. and Bumble and all these other websites. I mean, you can kind of just find anybody to cuddle. But that leads me into something that's disturbing. What? And I need to ask you a question. What? Have you ever heard of cuddle cots? Maybe. I don't know. What is a cuddle cot? Okay. So somehow. Sounds gross. In the middle of the night, I got stuck on this thing called cuddle cots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know how I ended up there. It cuddle cocks? No. It was just how I and I don't even know. I was just on the internet, and one click re- led to another one, led to another yeah. one. You're the spider lady, crime fighting spider. You're spider boy. Go away, spider thing. Spider boy. Spider man. I like spider thing. Spider man. Like swamp thing. Spider thing. We're gonna be talking about that in a minute. Yes. All right. Sorry. Let me get down to this. So, okay, you have children, so this m- I need your opinion on this. It's gross. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about. It's gross. It. I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's gross. All right. So cuddle cots is basically when a, a mother gives birth to a stillborn child or the baby dies like less than a year old, still a newborn. They make these things called cuddle cots. And it's basically like a crib that's a cooler. And you can actually. So so I guess that, like in a lot of hospitals, like they didn't used to let mothers like see their stillborn stillborn children because they thought it would be worse for them to see them than not to see them or if they saw them they would only see them for like a short period of time Mm -hmm. so this cuddle cot thing actually gives you the the ability to take your dead baby home in this cuddle cot it's gross up to a month no to kind of kind of now now look some couples said that it did help like not there was only a couple people that actually took the cuddle cots home Mm -hmm. now some people actually have it like where the funeral home was so they could visit it. No. Or whatever. It's so, not the person. So that's what I'm saying. So there was this one lady who actually her and her husband, they were like they're in like their twenties. They actually took their dead baby home it's gross. for sixteen days. It's gross. And there's actual pictures that's of her sick. like pushing it on the swing. That's a sick individual. Yeah. So what do you like do you think that these cuddle cots can be good for people? Like, okay, so it's more no. like a preserving. No, thing. I think I think that shit happens in life, and you gotta deal with, with it. But I don't think there's a fucking cuddle cot for everything. I think that in some scenarios. That's a bad clip to play right there. Yeah. That part, uh, but I was trying to get the hard knock life. I got you. I got you. Look, hard knock life. Look, it sucks. Um, I know personally, like my my kids lost a um uh, a sibling at. Uh, childbirth and yes. and or uh, sort of yeah it, okay so yes i get it but at the same time there there's some things in li- life that we just can't and these things run about four thousand right. dollars and it's look. now here here let me okay so some couples so first of all like. i guarantee you that not even all states are even going to no, even no, approve this of this in the uk it's just now being introduced right. into the u.s now so, a lot of hospitals in the uk do use this it basically just provides like so you so have the no. option to take it home but most people don't 
Like, instead of like, okay, let me hold my baby for an hour, you take it and go get it cremated or whatever, like, some people will keep it for, or like, put it in the funeral home and like, for three days before the funeral, no. you know, be able to visit the, the, the body. But my thing is, the spirit is gone, right? It's it, just a carcass. Look. Which is bad. Look, shit happens, right? Yes. Bad things happen to good people all the time. It fucking sucks. But at the same time, it happens. And if you can't deal with it, if if you're not strong enough to deal with it, that you got to carry around a lifeless body mm-hmm. for two, three weeks, then you weren't strong enough to have that child to begin begin with. They think, so some couples, like I went. That's my opinion. I, and I, I'm a father of yeah, three. That's, that's, that's what that's I wanted I your opinion. I don't have kids. I was going off testimony. It ain't easy. It ain't, from, it from ain't easy. Couples. It's not easy work. But let me tell, tell you, there's, it just is what it is. And carrying around a, a fucking dead kid isn't going to fucking fix anything. Your problems are only going to progress. What happens when that person can't let go of that dead kid? Yeah. Now you got a situation on your hand where you got a person that's, it's like a Norman Bates situation. stealing a fucking body at that point, and you know, and and then and then where do laws get involved? It just no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, so I mean, I just went. Some couple said it. Pay your help. respects, do your thing, yes. move on. But not to take it home, not to. And basically, they give you what comes with the cuddle cot is like um, you can change its diaper. See, that's gross. Like, What's yeah, the point? See, I don't. I don't. What's understand the point? That. So that's why I wanted your opinion. Right. So like, it, basically, it's so why more, are you changing like, the diaper? On, on, so you're gonna get this attachment for a fucking dead kid. Yes. And then and then you're gonna have to give it up eventually. And, and, and anyway, so sometimes it's just like you know, learn how to swim. Sometimes you just gotta push a fucking kid mm-hmm. in the pool. Sometimes you got to, you know, when you come out in, in, into this world, the fucking doctor smacks you on, on the ass. You cough your shit up and you breathe. Yeah. You know, look, that's just the way it works. But I'm no, I, I, I can't. No, I'm not. In, no. That's that is a sick individual to me. That well, it's it's very common. Fucking carrying like around said, a, a in, dead kids um, in the UK. Uh, couples have actually it's cost like five thousand dollars. Um, for one cuddle cot. Yeah, because you got to fucking keep it on ice the whole fucking yes. time. And and no, what the fuck? That's gross. No. So, okay, I just want to show you one picture. I don't want to see some dead kid. No, it's just, I need, no, it's not that. I, so this is the couple. This is the couple that took the baby home for 16 days, which I'm like, that's. It's gross. That's gross. Exactly. exactly yeah, you have a problem. I mean, you have, there is a mental disorder for, <laughs> that, that's causing that. So that's them. But there's actual pictures yeah, no. of them. And, like, you can see that the baby is dead. Like, and, like, one of the testimonies said, um, I knew it was, it gave me more time to grieve. It gave me, you know, I knew, I knew when I saw the baby's fingernails turn black that it was time to let go. And I'm like, what the fuck? See, but there's actual pictures yeah. of that, that one couple I just showed you online where, like, she's, like, in a swing. No, it's fucking gross. And like you, the the baby's like purple. It's fucking gross. Yeah, like what if somebody come up? And go, there's oh, a reason why. Kid. There's a reason why we came up with the funeral and death laws that we have now in this country. Because the uh, you know the Irish back in the day would throw throw you up in a chair for seven mm-hmm. seven days and everybody would fucking party with you sitting there. Yeah. But then people were like, a it's fucking fucking horrible as far as oh, sanitary. Too, yeah. You know, like you're just well, inviting say, fucking disease. But, so right. But it, you're so now you got a fucking frozen kid. I mean, look, one of the biggest joys when you first touch your child isn't 
It's the warmth of the skin. Mm-hmm. So when you pick up a fucking dead kid, there's, you're not getting that. There is no connection there because that connection was already lost. Yes. That is just a... It, to me, it's a weak individual that fucking can't get a grip on fucking society and they weren't fucking man or woman enough to be a parent to begin with if they're carrying around a dead kid because they can't get o- get o- over it okay i just wanted your opinion i don't really have an opinion on this because i'm like first i do i mean it's gross i wouldn't do it i gross. think i think there is like maybe like but that's why you have like a viewing and stuff that's that's your morning at a funeral. That's like your morning. i don't like you don't need to take like no, you get That's ashes. Like me, you like, wear them yeah. all on, on, on your neck. You take pig. You know, you remember them, but you don't fucking carry them around when they're like dead. they're still alive. When they're fucking, yeah. it's just a fucking shell of, of a fucking human. No, it's fucking it's gross. Just a carcass. Plus, you know, another thing that's bad on on, on 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 that front is, you know, there are they can salvage some of these parts from these babies to save lives of other bay babies. But since you're fucking toting them around for two and three weeks while they're dead, all oh, that's fucking out the window. So when little Timmy Turner is born and needs a fucking heart valve from a child, he can't get it because you're fucking playing dress up, playing dress up with a fucking dead kid. It's not right. No, it's not. I mean, I... I don't even know how I ended up finding this topic. It was one of those weird nights where I had one click led to another click led to another click. It's just gross. And I was like, what in the ass am I reading right now? Yeah. <laughs> and there are pictures. If you want to look up a cuddle cots, I mean, reading some of the testimonies and like people have tried it. It's. I just didn't know how to feel because I'm not a parent. So I don't know. I don't know. Like I wouldn't carry around my dead dog. For two weeks, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, gr- it's gross. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's gross. Now, supposedly they say the inf- actual it's not, it's not unhygienic because they said a newborn is a newborn, so there's not really risk of any infection. But I think yes, but you're carrying around a decaying child. Yes, exactly. So, so there is there, risk for infection or risk of guess, spread some something. But I guess if you keep it on, uh, you're still it's still going to de- decompose unless unless the kid's a fucking block of ice. And that, if that's the case, then you're even more fucking sick. Yeah, I think I definitely think that 16 days. At home, changing clothes. Socks, it's fucking gross. It's disgusting. All right, so let's move on to something right, a little sorry. more lighthearted. I'm just. This is one of those topics I ran into, and I really wanted to talk about right. last week, but so I got tattooed and everything. I know that uh, you only watched one episode of Doom Patrol. Yes. But, so I got two clips to play. One's three minutes long, and, and one is a little longer. It's like six or eight minutes, but it's 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 all of your boys. It's a bunch of scenes that he's in. Alan, uh, we don't even know Alan how to say his name. Tuduk. Alan Tuduk. I don't know how to say his name. But um, so I did start um, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. I, That's I, what we're I, gonna be doing. Bored at work. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was bored at work, and and I was watching. I watched one episode so far. Definitely not what I expected. And I was Fucking trying. I was like show. throwing it up. I'm like, should I start with Titans or so or Doom Patrol? So Doom Patrol was introduced <laughs> on Titans, but you don't have to watch that to to yeah. follow this. But you do get introduced to all the characters except for Cyborg and uh, Jane. How many episodes is Titans? I think. It's 16 or 13 okay. just, just yeah because like i didn't realize that when i looked i'm like damn 16 fucking episodes like it's damn c- uh i only got all i got is the fin- the finale left to watch of, of, of doom patrol and i'm oh, done shit. so i'm i'm really yeah stuff I re- it was not what i was expecting well it and, and whatever in, in the best way possible and and <laughs> trust me it gets weirder 
Like whatever like, you're watching, you're like, what the fuck? The same as I was expecting. Wait till it goes yeah. on because it gets even fucking weirder. I'm gonna play. So and this, I have Miss Brendan Fraser. I have too. He's a fuck, and I, I'll talk about him next. He's hey, a Forrest. he's a breath of fresh air. Um, I think for me, um, yeah. I don't know if he is for everybody, but um, so I'm gonna show you the he scenes. Was, I watched Mummy after we talked about it, and I was like, damn man, he was so fucking hot in that movie. Yeah, he don't look good now though. Um, <sighs> when he's banging that girl, I'm like, oh, make it stop. Oh, he does it again. He he bangs a different girl, uh, but it's as a robot or in the suit? and as a person, it's like a weird meta flashback. Oh, okay. Um, oh God, I don't want to see it. We're not. I'm not showing it to you now, uh, <laughs> but you will see it, and it's it's pretty gross. Uh, but here is all. Here's the some scenes from uh, Mr. Nobody, Alan Sadok. It's a little long, but I think it's fucking great. And if if this doesn't sell sell you, I guarantee you the next clip will. I want to know how to Paraguay. Yes, Niles. Paraguay. Morden. Sure, but not. I mean, I haven't been Mr. Morden since. Ah! No, help me! I love the fact he narrates the show. <laughs> Did you get this far yet? It's weird. It's weird as fuck. I've been admiring your friends, Niles, those freaks of yours for quite some time. I think we're going to do something different this time. You were right in one respect, however. They are quite doomed. What the fuck? What the fuck? When you that was a finesse the dear old daddy hadn't bothered to teach them. Let me. I don't want to play too much. I don't want to spoil it. But there is a clip I, 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 that I want you to see. So I'll get to that point. Which is, I, I, don't, I, I would pronounce his name Tadook. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, here it is. I, would, I love that you could you still knew it was him in that scene because his mouth. Yeah, you, you could still see, see like that. So, <laughs> check out this. This is totally like fourth wall breaking meta fucking weird. So, it proved to be quite the cathartic journey for you, Miss Farr. Dun, 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 dun. Finally, look what he's wearing. Superhero team. I can actually DC get hat. Mine. Listen, mm. a superhero team I can actually use. Oops. <laughs> That's better. A superhero show. Right versus wrong. Good versus evil. Hero. Versus villain. That's me. <laughs> so great. I, I am gonna him. be somebody. But you're not. You're just a nobody. Look at these Nimrods. I handed them the happy ending they wasted decades pining for. Over it. Now they were lost and alone with nothing but my narration to keep them comfortable. <laughs> I <fucking> love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like weird. That easy? If you want Niles, you have to go through me. Real you looks like a fucking dweeb to me. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> Is this better? <laughs> He's so creepy, isn't he? We're getting ready for the big superhero fight. This is who you turn into? What are you overcompensating for? I'm not overcompensating. I am sinister and dark. Be 
I'm powerful enough to control this entire streaming service if I wanted to. We are witnessing someone with a classic delusional personality. Most likely caused by a lifelong sense of inferiority. Oh, bullshit. But I am going to. It's fucking genius. Now I'm going to show you. Let's see. What? I'm trying to see how to pronounce his name. It's got to be Taduk. Let's see. It's probably not. Do you want me to just look up for. Tudik? Tudik. Yeah. Alan Tudik. Alan Tudik. So we're close. Taduk. Taduk. Alan Tudik. I'm still probably going to call him <laughs> Alan Tudyk or whatever. <laughs> the guy from Tucker and Dale. He's in everything. He was the best part of the Star Wars that movie that I've seen. What? You're fucking my wife! Fuck. 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 Yeah, but work starting this. I can't fuck and I'd like to be able to do one fucking thing for myself when I kiss you and the other fucking monster here the sweet fuck goodbye. What the fuck? Holy shit. Holy shit! Holy shit! I got the point! Fucking hole in the fucking ground! Yeehaw! Fuck! Fucking walnut! Fucking ass! What the fuck happened? You wanna fuck with me? You want to fuck with me? The fuck? Fuck that! No, you fuck. You're a fucking psychopath! Fucking snow and fucking fuck! What the fuck? Fucking my fucking life! Fucking fuck! fucking fantastic uh, i was trying to i watched that at work and i loved i loved in the beginning when he was uh alan tuduk was with how, how they do pronounce tudic alan tudic when he was like saying how like he's like a worthless un unnamed what does he say unnamed a third rate villain there we go third a third rate villain, rate and villain. And I was like, all right i'm sold on this this was awesome it's, <laughs> it's it's really well done it's really good and it's it's i think it's it's i, look, I love titans titans was fucking great um watch that too i'm yeah, telling you 
it's a little more serious than this. Um, but this is fucking way fun, way lighthearted, and not a fucking super. Like it's not it's it's not a su- superhero show. Like it's it, it involves the world, right? Like you yeah. hear you hear them mention Batman and Superman, and there's a lot of like you know fourth wall breaking. You know, like that guy's in the DC hat with mm-hmm. the Doom Patrol shirt and Doom Patrol fucking mug and Doom Patrol <laughs> blanket. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, you know what I mean? So it's a lot of that, which is fucking genius because it's, it's, that's not been done before. Like it, that, what they're doing on that, on this show hasn't been done. And I'm curious to see next year if the villain, who it is, if they're going to narrate the show. Now it hasn't been. So so is this from the, since he's narrating, is it, is it from the villain's perspective? So I don't want to spoil that because that comes into play around like episode 14 and you kind of get like part of his power is he controls the narrative because he's a narrator. So okay. I don't want to spoil too much in in, in into that. But he okay. he can kind of make things happen. Kind of like the thinker in Be- Flash. That's kind of like his power. Okay. But right. he 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 can manipulate things and and he he can narrate. He's a but th- I don't want to tell you too much about because it, it it does kind of spoil. Okay. Some yeah, stuff Matt Bomer's in it. He's super super fucking hot. He, he's but really you don't good. See him. I, like we you were talking over the weekend. I was like I thought he was Hollow Man at first. But yeah, so <laughs> in the beginning you really don't dive in his character too much at all. But for like around like this episode like eleven. Twelve, they go fucking deep into his yeah, car- character, and it's pretty. It's actually, re- it's it's really fucking well done. Like, like I thought, um, the way they handled his character, like I'm telling you, but I don't want to spoil it. Around episode twelve or thirteen, there's a um something that happens that kind of um helps him get over things, and it's it's just a really sweet scene that was really fucking done well, and I thought fucking hats off to the writers and the directors on that because they really took a delicate subject and fucking made it fucking really sweet so well see this doesn't look like and funny at the same time see like i was sold in the beginning because i'm like okay so this isn't the typical superhero show and when i say sweet i mean there there's something that kind of wraps up with him and another character that was fucking spot on the money like kudos like really fucking well done So, but it's not a typical superhero show. No, it's, and, that's and in why, fact, it's really and that's not. Why, and that's why, like, the first and they say I that they say that so wasn't. many times. Like, we're not fucking superheroes. We're yeah. not fucking Batman. You know what well, I mean? See, and that's why I really like the tick on Amazon. They made yeah. fun of all that. They weren't. It was. The, it was. You know, the superheroes that we needed because it's not that typical genre. Did you see the half? The half night rises. Peter Dinklage as Batman. Oh yeah, I did. That's the Batman Are we you deserve. Still upset about uh, Robert Pattinson. That's the Batman we deserve. He was a a big midget in um, a giant midget. A giant midget in a uh, Ragnarok. Giant dwarf. There let's go, let's dwarf. be politically correct. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We like, don't. A dwarf reminds me of like the we don't want to. Like, we, we don't. But that's what they were. They were dwarfs. That's why they were called the seven dwarfs. Because <laughs> they weren't called the seven the midgets. Seven dwarfs were very disgusting creatures. Right, but they weren't called the seven midgets. <laughs> they were fucked up. What? But they were called midgets in Wizard of Oz. No. No, they weren't. They weren't really called any. Oompa Loompas, right? No, that's Charlie and the Chocolate Oh, that's Factory. Charlie and What were they called? They were Munchkins. Munchkins, there we go. <laughs> we we welcome munchkins. you to the Lollipop <laughs> Guild. The Lollipop Guild. Yo, there's actually this to website. Munchkin land. And I was trying to get Dad to get me this. It's a Judy Garland signed check from the show, and it's only like $1,200. She's a drunk. She was a drunk. What do you want from me? <laughs> Didn't she die of cancer, or was it al- no. alcohol? Was it alcohol? It was a bunch of things. 
she was an alcoholic. Well, whatever. She's my baby. She was a lot like Jack Sparrow. That's why I'm going to get Amy Looking Winehouse. For the rum. And then I'm going to get Judy Garland on the other side. All right. You got anything else before we jump into some more trailers? Yes, I feel like I'm missing something. What are you missing? I don't know. I feel like we're missing a trailer. Well, I'm looking through trailers. Or something. Right now. Oh, a doctor actually released this funny thing on the CDC. It's a reverse conspiracy to get anti-vaccinators to, to vaccinate their kids. Wow. Now we're <laughs> lying they, to the people. Because if, no, because if the tra- it was like a mock thing, but like basically like... Did you see the trailer for the new Will... You did see it because yes. you went and saw it in the game. Did we play that? Yes, I don't know if we, we did. I feel like I'm missing something. Harmony saw the new uh, Dark Phoenix. What she did she say? Said it was good. Said it was good. She always says things are good. I've never mm. heard her say something she, sucks. She doesn't hate. Okay, but I don't ever say I don't hear her ever say. Uh. No, she's gone and seen things. I remember her coming and telling me some shit sucked. Okay, whatever. What did she? I don't, That's about it. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. Professional cuddle, cuddle cops, lady. Oh no, the CDC. So like the truth's not scary enough. So we got to turn it all around and get you anti-vaccinators to vaccinate your children. I thought it was just funny. Oh, we didn't play Thor. I'm throwing it right now. Oh, I want to see. So it's Johnny Cash, right? Yeah. Well, you got to watch Bad Times at the El Royale. Okay? Look, he ain't good. I mean, it's funny. He ain't good. Like, don't don't think he's Bradley Cooper. Life doesn't update you about... Chris Hemsworth is is out promoting Men in Black International. Yes. But found last night, he looked back on shooting Avengers Endgame as Fat Thor revealed how he spent his downtime between takes... Johnny Cash Jam Sessions. Okay. Gonna, ever going to show it, right? Because it was yeah. like in the trailer, in between a few what takes. A... and um... <laughs> it, this, It's great, though, because it kind of fits. So you were getting in character. I was get, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah so you were... You were method acted this method whole, and you whole thing. Method and you depressed Thor, and you were like had the guitar, and you go, what would he be into? Like, yeah. What would he... What, what would else, he... but... Hurt by... The Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash hurt, hurt. which the is the saddest song in the world. Yeah, it really is. And yeah. so uh, you started playing it. And yeah, and I'm a terrible singer and a terrible guitarist, but no, <laughs> it's it's worth it. Uh, here's the world premiere of Fat Thor as Johnny Cash singing "Hurts." Check this out. How sad. It just takes me back. It takes me, it takes me right back. <laughs> Those two look like they were at a bachelor party last night. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's a fucking man. Did man. you ever see Paul Rudd when he goes on? On what? Oh, Paul Rudd is actually petitioning fans. He wants fans to to say that they want an Ant-Man 3 movie. It'll play I guess it's, it's not like well, it's not official, official yet. Official right now, but like he's like, if you guys want to see Ant-Man, you the fans have to make it happen. So he's like saying, like, start a petition, do whatever you have to do. But if you want it to see it, then that's it. Oh, I did go to an abandoned cemetery over the weekend. Did you see the Freemason thing? Yes, I did. It was so much of that because it's from that, like, old time. Like, a lot of these graves are, like, it's completely abandoned. And it was, like, from, like, the 1700s. And and I got to see all this cool stuff. I thought this was a really cool picture that I took because it's, like, the fence that's the focus. 
Yeah. I really like that picture. Where is it at in Philly? Uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised. Mm. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I was trying to tag it, and I was like, oh, West Philadelphia. And then me, me and Amanda had to sing that song over and over again. Did you like this one? Julie Andrews during makeup application for her role in Mary Poppins? Yeah, I've seen that. Michael one. Rooker. <laughs> Good morning, angels. Good morning, Charlie. Charles Manson. <laughs> I'm trying to find this. Uh, My tattoo guy did say that he liked the uh, Ted Bundy movie. I liked it, you too. You liked it, right? Yeah. The third act is fucking great. I didn't, I, I didn't finish the whole thing because I thought it was kind of Well, boring. there you go. But we I thought it was kind of boring. That's no, but you said it was awesome. She I liked it. Was it. Awesome. I fucking so loved I, it. I started it, but see, when it comes to like stuff like that, I like to watch documentaries more than like than movies based upon. I don't know. Yeah, but you liked the fucking Freddie Mercury move, 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 movie. I did, but I still prefer the documentaries. I do want to see Rocket Man though. Which I hear is great. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. Remy Malik was actually supposed to make a uh, appearance in that. Supposedly. I don't know what exactly happened, but he was supposed to. <coughs> so, you know, Paul Rudd goes on these um, these uh, interviews and he does and he does it. You know, he does these funny things where he like, uh, you know, or, you know, when when actors come go go on these shows and they do their trailers. OK, and they're like, here, let's see a clip. Oh, has um, I wonder if Paul Rudd's been on that ep- that show. <sighs> James Cordo. Corbin, Cordon, whatever, Corbin. where he does like his life and career, where he does like little sketches, so they, they sketches from every one of his show movies. A clip of it, so. Let's take a look at this clip so from the Let me make sure it's the right Paul one. Paul, how old is he? Fifty-one, I think. Fifty-one. Keanu's fifty-two, right? So, so over the years, every time Paul Rudd goes on Conan, um, he does something really funny. You, okay. you don't know anything about this? No. It's fucking funny as shit. It's it's six minutes, but trust me, it's fucking gold. Okay. So they, they actually let us show a clip of it. So. Let's take a look at this clip from the uh, four-year-old virgin. <laughs> this isn't a clip to the movie. But you'll get the joke in a minute. Mackin' me. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, it's not a clip. But watch. But watch as it goes over the years. With you. <laughs> cool. Let's take a look at this. Uh, this is a clip from uh, from your uh, from your play. It's great. Take a look. It's the same thing. Fucking <laughs> 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 tragic too, because in a wheelchair, fucking going off. <laughs> <laughs> Santo Laquasto, the set designer. <laughs> yeah, it's a, is a is a genius. That almost looked like it was outdoors. That's the. Look at him over the years. Though. An organic farmer. When I'm selling. Uh, let's take with this clip from our idiot brother.
our idiot brother. Um, listen, Ned, you wouldn't happen to know where I can get some, uh, you know what I mean? What? Wasting everybody's time. <laughs> How does he stay in? Terrific. Let's look at this clip from This Is 40. Eric! Wait. Could you imagine if you're watching this live and didn't get the joke? You'd be like, what? <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> and that's the funny part is. Why is I remember that name. Yo. Robert Smigel looks awful. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, so many people are just used to yeah. <laughs> That's the guy who does triumph. <laughs> How many times have you shown that clip on this show over the years? Well, we just shot that. This <laughs> so, I mean, that's the first time. Viral, let's take a look at this clip uh, from Anchorman 2. Anchorman 2. <laughs> One night I was off. Look. I think the best, the best part is the reactions right after this. Right? Yeah. It's not done yet. You've been showing that stupid clip on my show. Thank you. Thank you. For, I think, 15 years. Thanks. It's from a movie called Mac and Me. Oh. And you always convince me you're not going to show it again. I know. And you I... promise me you're not going to show it again, and you show it again. Oh, get it out there. All right, all right. But I actually did have the act. You do have yes. one. Okay, yes. let's take a look. You're a really bad yeah. guy. No, close to the end. Very good. Let's take a look at this uh, clip from Role Models. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible fucking movie. Look how long this ball looks. <laughs> looks like that kid's dead. <laughs> Uh, it's such a weird thing. You, just, you write it down, you put it on the page, and then there it is in a movie, and I never, ever get used to it. Now, this is maybe the tenth time you've done this to us. This seems to be your favorite thing to do, is to set up a clip from one of your movies, and then we show that clip, which is unforgettable, by the way. 
from the 1980s movie Mac and Me. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, actually, man, last time I didn't show it because uh, I, I was here for Knocked Up and Judd Apatow said, you're not going to show that. Judd Apatow flew across the country and stood here yeah, to make he came, sure, he that came to the show to make sure that I didn't he do it. He knows that every time you come on our show, you show <laughs> that clip. Yeah, and the studio called, they don't like it they when don't you do like that. They don't like it when you do that. They take this stuff very seriously. They take it very seriously. I got yelled at, and so the only way that they would let me do it is that I have to show a clip from the movie. Yeah, I did want to. I did. Let's not get it. you into trouble right. with the movie studio. Right. Here now, uh, a, a, the actual clip. actual clip from Role Models. <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> So it doesn't even like when you try to look it up, it doesn't even give you a description. Oh, oh, okay. It's terrible. So Mac and Me has a zero percent rating on. It's a zero percent. I told you it was terrible. One thing quickly, you've been coming on the show for many. But it doesn't. It doesn't give you a reason. Why does he do it? Just for fun? Yeah, just because. Does he have any connection? No, it just he's just goofy and it's like let me find the fucking book. This god awful fucking movie and take a god awful fucking clip. Yeah, I don't. More and more about that. I feel like I've watched the whole movie already. And you only seen uh, an eight second yeah. clip. <laughs> uh, Twenty times. I want you to type in El Royale, Chris Hemsworth, and then we can get into our topic. I want you to see Chris Hemsworth because a lot of times I feel like we How can. You spell that? What? Royale. E L. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> R O. Y. L E. Oh, like Battle Royale. Yeah. But Chris Hemsworth. I want you to type in Chris Hemsworth. Shirtless. Yes. But that time that the El Royale was actually really fucking good. And we don't get to see him be like a serious kind of actor a lot. So this is just a clip from the movie. Walk to the top. Serious as shit in Thor 1 and 2. He was. No, it wasn't. Those movies were fucking. He was literally terrifying. He's high. I hope he is. <laughs> so how long are you looking to stay with us? However long my sister stays, I suppose. No, you don't get to be part of the family just because you can. Why do you want to be here? Rosie says you treat her pretty nice. I appreciate that. That movie was shot beautifully. What does God mean to you? What does God mean to all of you? Is he some being in the sky? Do you pray to him at night? Do you ask him to watch over you? <laughs> is he here with us now? Or maybe there is no God, huh? Maybe it's all lies. Listen, I ain't saying I got it all figured out. I'm not, but I do see the it's game. Weird with that accent. They define right and wrong, and then they make you choose. And that's how it all starts, with a simple choice. Which side are you on? Up, down, good, evil, right, wrong, God or no God. It's simple, just pick. Boots, quick, choose. Are you good or are you bad? I'm neither. <laughs> now, she's cheating because she knows what answer I'm looking for. Boots, I'm giving a whole speech here, right? In front of people, don't mess it up for me. <laughs> I'll get you to pick. 
Watch. I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now with my star pupil. Boots, why don't you come up here and help me out for a second? And what about Millie? Why don't you come join us, too? Come on. This is actually pretty good. We're going to have ourselves a tussle tonight. Yes. So, pick a side. You want to be right or you want to be wrong? I want to be right. You want us to be right? Well, Billy, I guess that makes you wrong. Let's have ourselves an allegory. <laughs> All right, have at it. Oh, easy, Emily. She's a big girl. She'll take care of herself. Now, here's the important part. While they're fighting, what am I doing, huh? Because I sure as hell ain't fighting. What am I doing? I'm watching them. I'm getting off on them. And I'm coming over here, and I'm taking what's theirs. And they didn't even notice, because they're too busy playing my game. <laughs> so what have we learned, huh? Maybe we won't play their games no more. Maybe we won't listen to their lies. Maybe the only truth in this world is right here. And here, and here, and here, and here, and here, just us. And maybe for tonight, we get to be our own gods. <laughs> so there's a scene like in the hotel and you have, it's a really good fucking movie. I recommend it to everybody. It doesn't go where you think it's going to go, but there's a scene where um, he's in the hotel and he literally was terrifying. Like what he was saying and shit like that. I'm like, damn, like I've, like, I've never really seen him play like a, like a real serious. He was basically like a Charles Manson type in this movie. But it, it was really good. You have to watch it. I recommend... So he's a crazy cult leader. Yes. Well, you didn't see that from that? <laughs> well, obviously. I didn't wanna... But I did like his explanation, you know? Like, okay, let's dangle something in front of people. Dangle. So then, <laughs> so then they focus on that. Why go ahead and take your shit? What's the angle to dangle? I don't know. A triangle? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So... All right, let's get into our topic. Pan Am Flight 103. <laughs> That's where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio works. Catch me if you can. We've done it all before, over and over and over.
And now it's time, time for, for the, the breakdown. Break. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, guys, we're going to be talking about Never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it. No, no, no. Why did you totally do the girl thing right then? Because that's why I thought of Seriously, you guys don't even know. He seriously did the whole shoulder thing. I down did. like, and doo, Vogue. Doo. And Vogue. Come on, this shit was awesome. Never gonna Holy get it, never shit. gonna get it. That was actually, it. Pan Am was a show for like a one season, I think. Uh, that's um, Same thing with the Astro. Margaret Robbie, right? She that's looks where like she got she her thing from, right? Well, I don't no, know. Pan Am is actually, they're having um, an all-flight, um, LGBT flight. Mm. And it's going to be um, the guy Titus from um, Kimmy. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which have you watched? No, but I've seen enough of her to know. Oh, I need to know. That show is fucking awesome. It's fucking hilarious. So, guys, we are going to be talking about Plan Am Flight 103. Experience. <laughs> Plan Experience. All right, turn up the light. All right, so this is also known as the Lockerbie bombing. Lockerbie. Lockerbie. Do you know why it was called the Lockerbie? Because it happened in Lockerbie. Damn right, it did. <laughs> it happened on December 21st, 1988. It was a flight from Frankfurt to Detroit via London and New York. So basically, this was the beginning of. I don't know what. I don't know if it's really the beginning of terrorists. Mm -mm. Like, no, not really. This this was a time. Okay, so you got to remember when when this took place. Uh, 88? 88. So Reagan Reagan was in in office. I'm going to play a clip from from him in a minute. You got to set yourself in that time. Things were different then. Um, Terror looked a certain way. Terror had a certain feel. Terror was an unfamiliar face, right? Terrorist, you know? Yeah. So, so things were a lot different then. So you can't say, I, I don't think you, I wouldn't say this is the first terrorist no, attack or I'm anything. with planes, but like then I was like, no, that's not really true. Nah, as long as planes been in, in the sky, yeah. they've been used as weapons. I mean, I mean, Cooper. Well, you just put a fucking missile on the front yeah. of it and there you got a, a weapon. But I so, think that this was definitely a point in our history that led to a lot of other things. Well, I, I I think I think this is I think this was part of the Iraq War, yeah. the first one, Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was I think there was a lot of I stuff that tied into nine eleven and and stuff like that. But we'll get into it. Um, so this was a plane that was destroyed by a bomb, killing four hundred two hundred and forty three passengers and sixteen crew mem- members, mm-hmm. and also killed eleven people on the ground in Scotland, mm-hmm. Lock Lockerbie, Scotland. So the bomb was actually hidden in an audio cassette player. Right. And which is kind of well, genius in so, a way. Sort of, but because it detonated in a in a cargo area, but it, it was its detonation was altitude. Right. They had it set up with an altimeter that when it got when the plane got to a certain height. Thirty one thousand feet it, altitude. It, it, it would, it would explode. explode. Which I mean in eighty eight yeah, good. For, I mean, I don't want to say good for you, but I, I mean, mean but now they, if you walk in, they were thinking, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, mean, but now if you walk in on a plane with a cassette, they'd probably be like, this is very well peculiar. Although, <laughs> although with x-ray machines, they'd be able to x-ray that cassette and see it's safe. So while, you know, um, times were just different. You yeah. look, you could get on a plane with a lot of different shit back then. Yeah, you just can't. That's true. These, I, at this days. point, I think you could still smoke on planes, right? You probably could. I mean, I, I remember being well. Maybe they probably had a smoking and a non-smoking. 
section playing like for a while now. Every restaurant had that at one point. I just remember Denny's. We used to go there all the time. Every fucking restaurant did. <laughs> up until like, I don't know, the mid or early 90s. Well, I don't even I know. know when I think that it was like the place. early 2000s. Because I remember we were still going to Denny's because like Chrissy graduated. Yeah, I, I think it was maybe the early 2000s is when they stopped the smoking thing. Mm. Um, it actually, so this bombing actually became the, the subject of Britain's largest criminal inquiry. Mm-hmm. It is regarded as an assault on, on the United States because. 189 of the victims were Americans. Right. There's a lot of Americans on this plane, but I don't think that was the target. I don't think that was... I don't think the passengers on the plane were the target as much as the plane was the target. But we'll get into so that. So it, it was the deadliest terror attack on U.S. until 9-11. Right. That's why I said I think it kind of it kind of leads into all this. It's like a buildup. Um, 34 of the victims were actually from... Syracuse University. They were coming back from Christmas thing. Well, they're headed to. They were headed out. I mean, I thought they were heading back home. Well, it's December. It was Christmas. It's December twenty first, though. So you'd be going to visit family. Yeah, that's why they were coming back. No, they're going out. Most people were going out. Most people go away for Christmas. They don't come home for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but they were already. I don't know. They were in Scotland for right. school. And it's I before Christmas, back. though. It's before Christmas. So wherever they're going, it's before Christmas. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, four million pieces, including body parts and wreckage, were spread over 850 square miles of Scottish countryside. There's actually people that are, you know, young people actually saw. Um, one woman was actually found alive, but she died before they could get help. And they remember seeing. Um, on their farm, they remember seeing this woman like kind of like kind of like Walking Dead crawling. Not trying to be rude, but <laughs> this is pretty cool. Um, so I got the flight origin, the stop overs, like how many crew members there were. It's actually pretty mm-hmm. neat. So the flight origin was in Frankfurt Air- Airport out of Germany. Its first stop was in Heathrow Airport in London, mm-hmm. the United Kingdom. Then it flew from there to to, to JFK. Then to an airport in uh, Detroit. New York. To to Detroit. Well, it went from the JFK airport, and then it just says New York. So it must have went to somewhere else in New New York, and then it left from there and went to Detroit, uh, where it landed. Had uh, occupants two fifty nine, passengers two forty three. Well, it's destination. Yes. Um, <laughs> occupants two fifty nine, passengers two forty three, crew sixteen. Total fatalities two fifty nine, and then eleven ground fatalities. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there was body parts and wreckage spread across 850 square miles. Could you imagine, like, coming out and walking, you know, outside and seeing that shit? And so many families died on the ground. So this wasn't just the plane. Um, and a lot no, of the, it, was, it was an explosion over over populated air. Yes. Air, area yes. so i mean shit scattered the ground and, and uh, the play news think, clip is pretty cra- and crazy they, and they do think that um a lot of uh, a majority of the of the crew actually survived because they were in their seats at the time a lot of people so what happened was when they found when they got to a lot of the wreckage they said well that what 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 i heard was that there was nobody alive at the scene but it lo- it looked like there were people that hadn't ha- hadn't ha- hadn't been touched they were still tr- strapped to their seats mm-hmm. and just looked like they were sleeping yeah there was no one wounds. flight attendant um some patch- passengers remained alive briefly after impacts with at least two of the passengers that might have survived if they had been found soon enough 
one flight attendant was found alive by a farmer's wife but died before help could arrive. That's the yeah, person that's, that's kind of crawling. Like, um, The captain and a few others were still strapped into their seats in the mm-hmm. first class. Um, there was some prominent passengers at this time. We, so this, might, this we'll get into theories later. Um, you had the UN commissioner for Nimbab. Zimbabwe? No. Well, I don't know what you're reading. Nimbia. Nimbai? No, I don't know. Is that? I don't know. Um, the Volkswagen American CEO, James Fuller, musician Paul Jeffries, um, CIA worker Matthew Gannon, and U.S. intelligence specialist on board the flight. Um, I have his name somewhere later. Um, so there was uh, Maurice and Dora Henry's home was completely destroyed. Their bodies were actually never found. It basically made like a sinkhole mm-hmm. where the impact was. Their bodies were never found. Like a crater hole. Yes. Uh, impact hole. The townspeople actually, at this point, when they when everything was ruled, when everything was ruled that the case was, you know, nothing. They had all the evidence they needed. <clears throat> um, the townspeople actually washed, dried, and, and ironed every piece of clothing that was found once the, um, and. Which is probably a bad thing now. Well, it was after after they had said this wasn't evidence the authorities um so the relatives could take something home with them from all these deaths which i mean as a town coming together that's might as well just take a dead body i mean i don't think cuddle cots were around all right so i got a little timeline of the craft while i was in in flight the 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 actual 50 millimeter hole that was punched so at 18, this is a military time, 1858, the aircraft aircraft established two-way contact with Schwannick Oceanic Area Control in Prestwick on frequency 123.95 megahertz. I actually have a radio I can dial in, in there. Hmm, interesting. The clipper made of the seas approached the corner of Solway Forth at 1901 and crossed the coast at 1902. Two UTC, so that's um, was that United, whatever time. <laughs> On scope, the aircraft showed transponder code Squawk zero three five seven at flight level three ten. At and this Squawk is a code that says mm-hmm. it's a civilian. Uh, yep. Um, at this point, the Clipper Mayo Seas was flying at thirty one thousand feet and heading of three sixteen degrees magnetic and a speed of three hundred thirteen knots or five hundred eighty uh, km. I don't, I don't do the metric stuff. Um, <laughs> subsequent analysis of the radar by the RSRE concluded that the aircraft was tracking 321 degrees grid, traveling around ground speed of 803 kilometers per hour or 499 miles per hour or 434 knots. <clears throat> At 1902, the clearance delivery officer tra- transmitted the oceanic code that the route was clearance, the aircraft did not acknowledge this message. Um, at that point, uh, it squawked, then flickered off. Air traffic control t- tried to make contact with the flight with no response. At this time, there was a loud sound recorded in the cockpit co- cockpit <laughs> voice recorder. You and pronunciations tonight. Um, I know. <laughs> at 1902.50, five radar echoes fanning out appeared instead of one. Comparison of the cockpit voice recorder to the radar return showed that eight, sec- eight seconds after the explosion, the wreckage had a one nautical mile uh, spread. British Airways pilot 
flying the landing Glasgow shuttle near Carlisle called. Scottish authorities report that he could see a huge fire on the ground. Yes. And that was when they realized that a 50-centimeter or 20-inch hole was punctured into the left side of the fuselage. Investigators from the uh, U.S. Federation of Aviation Administration concluded. Yes. At that point. We'll get into the rest of it. So, the crash happens. All that. All that happens. Uh, Bodies, even on the ground. I mean, children that were with families where the plane hit, never found. They just completely disintegrated. Um, There were actually two alerts that were released shortly before the bombing. They were the ones at 19.0. The ones I just said. Mm -hmm. But Helsinki warning, 16 16 days before the bombing, the FFA actually posted about an Arab accent man who phoned. Arab. Sorry. Uh, the U.S. ambassador in Helsinki and told him that the Pan Am flight Frankfurt to U.S. would be blown up within two weeks right. by the AN organization. Mm-hmm. Um, said that they, they also said that a Finnish woman would carry the bomb as an unwitting carrier, and the warning the warning was actually found on the Pan Am flight. Um, control thing but it was underneath a bunch of paperwork Mm -hmm. so they've seen it but they didn't really do anything about it. well and they did take they did take the 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 warning to a certain degree seriously because what they offered was a five dollar security fee that the passengers could pay to go through a special screening Mm -hmm. but not everybody was required to do this yes they didn't have this shit back then no they didn't i mean that was still new technology (laughs) well we just didn't even think about it back then it wasn't a thing yeah true and then you have the PL warning, which was the Palestine Liberation Organization. Uh, guardians of the Islamic Revolution in, said that in retaliation for Iran Flight 655 that was shot down by U.S. forces. Which did happen. Yes, that, and which is a shit show. And that this was in revenge for that. So they had two warnings. Um, Maha, Mamar... I'm sorry, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> Mamar Gaddafi actually took responsibility. Omar um, oh, it's just Omar. Oh, okay. T- uh, took responsibility and paid compensation to the victims in 2003. Although, but that was part of a deal. That was part of a deal. Although he maintained that he did not order the attack, it was more about. So right at this point, was, you it, have you have Americans, <clears throat> you have Muslims, you have Libyans. Right. You have all these different things. We don't know who did it. We have suspects. I mean, even today, the case is still considered open. <laughs> well, so so what Gaddafi did was there was part of a, an agreement that they had reached to where um, basically they would take uh, responsibility. responsibility for it, pay out the victims because there was American victims. So it was part of a, like a plea deal that that they had uh, uh, an agreement mm-hmm. for this. So he took responsibility just to appease that deal. He necessarily didn't he didn't take you know blame or or anything which later there came out that there was a witness that said they saw them him order the hit but we still don't know now they did charge one guy for this there was two that went on trial two that went on trial one was completely just you're not guilty go the other one um did get served 270 counts of murder but was actually released in 2009 while having cancer for compassionate care but died in 2012 for prostate cancer and he claims to this day that they had no evidence on him and Mm -hmm. in fact fact the way that they say that they traced him was through a 
uh, piece of clothing that they found with a microchip in the clothing, which they then tied to him. But really, they couldn't really tie it to him because there's they no also proof tied that it was to him his because shirt. of the fact that they had raided an area before right. that where they found <clears throat> um, bomb making. Right. Uh, well, it's called like Centerdex, right? What's the bomb? Pyrex or um. It starts with an X. I thought. Syntex. Syntex. Yeah. That's it. So they raided this this area and they found and there was actually <laughs> one bomb missing, I guess, because one of them was an informant. There was, all right, this was the Reagan era. I'm going to play the, Re- <laughs> the Reagan clip now. <laughs> this is right after. I have a little statement here as Nancy and I depart from California, or for California, to spend the holiday season with family and friends. I want to express our sorrow and our concern for the families and friends of those who died in the crash of the Pan American Flight 103. There are many difficult aspects to this tragedy, but none so compelling as the anguish of those families who will not have their loved ones with them this Christmas season. Christmas is a special time for the young, for those who carry the twin promises of hopes and dreams. And on this flight were the hopes and dreams of many young people, including the tragic loss of so many students from Syracuse University. A tragedy that steals the hopes and dreams from our society magnifies the loss to our society. I know that America and the world mourn the loss of these wonderful people. And I ask that all of our citizens say a special prayer this Christmas for those who have felt the pain of those losses. May God be with them. None of this, none of this, Helen, is is established. We're the search still goes on. We have no knowledge of how this accident happened. We're trying to find out. Do you feel that the that you feel that the American citizens should have been warned about a possible incident as American diplomats were? I think all the precautions that could be taken were taken with regard to warning the airline and all, but. If you stop to think about it, such a public statement with nothing more to go on than an anonymous telephone call, you'd literally have closed down the air traffic in the world. Mr. Reagan, the suggestion, though, is that um, you care more about the diplomats who you did warn than the American public. No. That, as I say, I think that would have been a virtually impossible thing to do on the basis of that telephone call. And then when, if ever, would there be a revival on all airlines? No, we do not know that just yet. I've got to go. Yes, that's the apology of the Iranians. Not the apology, but the statement from the Iranians that they regret what happened, that they had nothing to do with it. Why not accept the Iranian statement that they had nothing to do with it? I think we're going to find out, try to find out by substantial evidence who had anything to do with it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I like people that just like <laughs> What he wasn't doing was spreading fucking fake news. Yeah, exactly. And he wasn't spreading, r- 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 you know, rumors that aren't true and he's not speculating. He's mm-hmm. just telling the American people, we don't know yet. 
pump the brakes. And I feel like in today's let's, society, let's we, all, we all jump to conclusions. Well, yeah, in- we look for blame in- instantly, instantly before we. Saying, and then by the time the story comes out factual, it's different than but by the time it comes out factual, nobody cares anymore yep. because the, the narrative was already created. Yep, exactly. So, this was a big tragedy all around the world. Um, but there's a couple theories on what happened, or we know what happened, but what initiated this to happen like i said revenge for um iran iran flight 655 it was a passenger flight um it was known as an airbus which i don't yeah that's a a lot of planes are called the the number of passengers number of passengers Mm -hmm. airbus yeah so is an airbus smaller what is it arnie Oh my God, they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty! Who, who? Who do you think? The Libyans! Holy shit! Five months before the Lockerbie Lockerbie tragedy, 290 people, including 66 children, were killed. (coughs) Yep. It was was an Airbus shot down on July 3rd by the U.S. Navy. Now, it was a regular... It it maintained regular um, contact in English with Squawk Code, which which says it's a passenger flight, blah, blah, blah. um, It was a civilian flight. It was supposedly... The U.S. Navy accidentally mistook it for a F-14 Tomcat, which was an Iranian Air Force. And do you know how ship? they got that plane? They got it from the U.S. Yes, we all know that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> attempts were made to ID, but supposedly there was no response. Um, so a lot of people think that this was retaliation for that, because kind of like America never said, or the U.S. never came out and said, "Look, we fucked up." They kind of just sugarcoated it. Like, this was a tragedy, you know. But they never came out and just said, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, so it could also be a cover-up for a CIA drug smuggling ring. Now, with all these movies coming out, all these documents and stuff like that being released, we know that the United States military and government had certain relationships with cartels and drugs throughout the years. So... This is the eighties. Yes. This 88. is this is a time when um we're coming out of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um but what the United States has always done has been in war. Um so they're looking for a war. Mm-hmm. Right? So we shoot a plane out of the sky, they shoot a plane out of the sky, we go to war. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that one thing led to the other that led to the other, but the fact is that happened. Yes, it did. And at the end, or by this, in the investigation, the Iranians, all these, there was like, what, three different groups that took um, credit for this? There was the a time? couple of them that took, uh, I think it was, <clears> like was four total. Yeah. Uh, the Iranians, the Libyans, the, the whoever. And so I think what it all boiled down to is, you know, um, with from our perspective was I think we were looking for a fight Mm -hmm. and I think this was just another nail in the coffin that led to another reason 
to go into Desert yeah. Storm. But these are theories that are out right. there. So the CIA drug smuggling ring, um, Matthew Gannon and Major Charles McKee were actually on the flight at the time, and it was blown to pieces. <clears throat> yeah. Supposedly, uh, Lester Coleman, who wrote Trail of the Octopus or Operation Korea, but it's not spelled that way, um, he actually came forward and said that he worked for the CIA or he worked for some type <laughs> in the CIA with a DEA, something like that. Um, and supposedly these two agents that were on board found out the Golden Triangle, which was how the U.S. Basically, they wanted intel, so they gave them drugs. So that's another thing that led in. We were doing a lot of trading with people. Yes. We were allowing certain things to happen Small things, relative, you know, for information for bigger things. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, Gaddafi was a, was a target at, yes. at, at the time. You know, there's a lot of people we want to blame for shit. Mm-hmm. So, were we warned? Yeah. yeah. Cle- clearly. Did, did we take proper precautions? Probably at the time. Probably for that time. I mean, we But don't... did we fuck up? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think we definitely fucked up with the whole... We learned. It's the, a lesson we, learned. We shot down flights. Just like a dead kid. Yeah. It's a lesson learned. Um, That's fucked up. <laughs> Turkish extremists. Lord, I apologize. So he also said, so Lester Col- Coleman also came forward and said Lester. that Turkish, Turkish. Turkish extremists worked at Frankfurt Airport as baggage handlers to swap suitcases of heroin for a bomb. So basically they were swapping suitcases. Like, here, take this as heroin. We'll take this. So they in didn't that, know. They didn't know that they actually had put a bomb right. on the Right. So in that, they think that there's rumors that, that in that swapping, the bomb was swapped on. We don't know. There's no, we're like, it sucks because I feel like they ruined a lot of evidence. Yes. Right off the bat. A lot of it was. Um, in 1997, though, uh, Lester Coleman was indicted on five counts of false testimony brought against him but he did say that everything that because he was basically like a private eye and there was record that he worked for was it cyprus i think it was cyprus at the time is what it was called there was record that he did work for the government in that affiliation then you have um sounds like bomb on bomb on <laughs> then you have javal avi who was employed by Pan Am in 1989 to actually investigate the bombing. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually said that it was a hostage state uh, situation to release um, about the drug ring, basically corroborating that it was the heroin drug or the cocaine heroin drug ring. Right. Um, the paper trail exists for both of these people that they had involvement at the FBI. After a docu-release with interviews from Avian Coleman, he was arrested for fraud charges he says they were trumped up and they were dropped. Mm-hmm. But they both agree that there was people working at Pan Am at the time who were switching out stuff for stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> transport was delicate. Uh, we, we, we didn't have many ways to get things around like we do now. We don't have, like, you know, these ridiculously fast moving tr- trains and cars and, and, and planes and things. So, so we moved it on our yeah. Every day. I mean, what's that movie that came out with uh, Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise? Yeah, I forget the name of that movie. Yeah, I mean. Loosely based. Like, yeah, loosely. But still, there's yeah. some grain of truth. Yeah. You know, it is kind of factual that the you, I mean, we have funded wars. We have funded no, drugs and money. We've, <clears throat> we, we've given people guns. Our like country that. likes to be in war. I think uh, 280 fucking years in this 
Yeah. This country's been established. We've been in war for like 250. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, this was 1988 and then 2001. We needed a fucking 9-11 happened. Well, not even in 88. What year did uh, Desert Storm start? Look that was up. Was that like seven? No. No. Hold on. No. Hold Desert on. Storm was early 90s. This is this happened right before Desert Storm. What am I thinking of? I don't know what the fuck you're thinking of. You're thinking of uh, Vietnam ended Maybe, in the yeah. 70s. Um, so the Gulf War, right. which was Desert Storm, um, August 2nd, 1990 to 1991. Right. So two years, at, or actually a year after this, we go into war with yeah. Iraq and we're looking for weapons of mass destruction. Possibly a Stargate. I think we were looking for Stargate. <laughs> um, I think the Libyans had the Stargate because they got the it from Libyans! Doc Brown. They the got Libyans! it from Doc Brown. Doc uh, Brown <laughs> traded a fucking Stargate for a plutonium. I can see that. I can see that. Um, and do you know how much energy is needed to power a Stargate? 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. And how can you find that? In a bolt of lightning. In a bolt of lightning. It may all make sense. That's why it's called Desert Storm. Look, future boy, <laughs> in 1985, I'm sure plutonium sold on every street corner, but in 1956, so. it's a little hard to come by. <laughs> well, he didn't know. But it's your density. 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> um, so oh, hold Hold on. Let me Hold on. Another Back to the Future reference. Okay. Keep going. All so right. PFLPJC was actually explosive device. That's what I was talking about. They raided this this facility and they found these explosive devices, and that's where they came up with the suspect who was actually indicted on the murders. But in Scott, I guess they don't allow the um, death penalty. They stopped that a long time ago, so that's why we couldn't kill him. But there was like a lot of like people who fucking hated that this guy got out on compassionate care leave from prison well it was part of another plea they 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 offered they, they said that they would allow him out if he stopped appealing because he was constantly appealing yeah. so they it was part of a so whole u.s deal. so it is known fact that u.s actually had informants involved in this raid who were who were helped making the bombs and stuff like that they had informants and actually the fee, the fbi urged officials not to indict suspects because of their useful intelligence so there was a lot of stuff going on around this time for intelligence. Well, of course. We were we were turning a blind eye a lot. The stealth bomber was just going to come out. Created, so there's a lot going created on. Created at Area 51. What? Bomb along. Bomb along. You know what I'm playing? Yeah. Which clip? Doc? Don't say a word. Specifically. Doc, I don't want to know your name. I don't want to know anything about you. Listen, Doc. Quiet. Doc, don't come here. Quiet. Quiet. I'm going to read your thoughts. Let's see now. You come here from a great distance? Yeah, exactly. Don't That's tell me. Uh, you want me to buy a subscription to the Saturday Evening Post? No. Not a word. Not a word. Not a word now. Quiet. Uh, donations. You want me to make a donation to the Coast Guard... Youth Auxiliary. Doc. <laughs> I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year 1985. My God. <laughs> Do you know what this means? <laughs> this damn It means that this... <laughs> Damn thing doesn't, doesn't work, work at all. all. Doc, you gotta help me. You were the only one who knows how your time machine works. Time machine. I have an 
invented any time machine. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll prove it to you. Look at my driver's license. Expires 1987. Look at my birthday, for crying out loud. I haven't even been born yet. And look at this picture. My brother, my sister, and me. Look at her sweatshirt, Doc. Class of 1984. Pretty mediocre photographic fakery. They cut off your mother's hair. Fakery. Hey, tell him the truth, Doc. You gotta believe me. Then tell me, future boy. <laughs> who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? The actor? <laughs> <laughs> then who's vice president? Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Awesome. I suppose Jane Wyman is a first lady. Whoa, wait, Doc. And Jack Benny is secretary of the treasury. Oh. Doc, you gotta listen to me. I got enough practical jokes for one evening. Good night, future boy. No, wait, Doc. Doc, the, the, the bruise, the bruise in your head. I know how that happened. You told me the whole story. You were standing on your toilet, and you were hanging a clock, and you fell, and you hit your head on the, the sink. Fox and that's perfect. when you came up with the idea for the flux capacitor, which is what makes time travel possible. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. It's a fucking classic. It's great. Ah, oh, all right. So yeah, so Pan Am flight. It's very hinky. Um, I think it led into a lot of. I think it was just war. another another pin in the whole fucking war scene. It was just another. It was the pin pulled out of the grenade. Well, it was just another thing that. Oh, I did read another a piece. Thing. Um, you read a thing. Supposedly, you can't pull a pin out of a grenade with your teeth. You would break your teeth. Probably there's a lot it of pressure come on out. that. Yeah, so I, that, I was looking at movie myths. Like another one was that trying to shoot two targets at once, two guns. I haven't done that. Have if you? you hold them like that, you're not going to shoot. You'd have to hold them like this. Like inward. Yeah. Because. Because you have to get the recoil. Well, no, because if if I take a gun and I aim to straight, a target straight, straight okay. in front of me, there's going to be a bullet hole here and there's going to be a bullet hole here. Well, I'm aiming here, right? Okay. So I would have to hold both guns like this. Okay, all right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, take this center of the door, I would have to be like this. Okay. So that way both guns would hit it. So, mm. in, in the rumor of that, you know, the gangster way, there's, yeah. ac- there's pop, actually, pop, there's the actually merit to that. Because if you're going to shoot at a target in front of you, if you turn the guns that way, your natural position is to angle them. Interesting. But if you only have one gun... That's stupid. <laughs> so if you have two, then the gangster way works. Slight, slightly a gangster way. You want to be more like this. You want to be more in like okay. a 45 degree or, no, what's that, like a 30 degree. Yeah. 30 degree okay. angle. Okay. Because it would. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. All right, I got to play you a clip. All right. I love this. So what do you think <clears> about this topic? Uh, it's interesting. I think it's another piece of, of I think it, look. Clearly, was it? Uh, did it lead to war? Maybe. Um, was it? Was it something that we was used after or before as a uh, a theater of war? Yeah. Uh, I don't think Ronald Reagan had a, a, any say in it. I don't know really if. I I think maybe the government fucked up and they let shit happen that they shouldn't have, but they didn't necessarily know that that plane was going to blow up or our, or they would have took steps to stop it. Excuse me, sir. Only pay for what you need with Liberty Mutual. Thanks. Okay, so documentary now season three came out. This is a clip. I gotta say, that damn Wayne, he may have been half a kook. 
But boy, when it came to calls, he was smart as all get out. We asked him, how do you get members? He said we should take out an ad with nonsense words on it. Purify, elevate, liberate. People just started calling in, started sending money for tapes. There is the world we see, but there's also a second world that we do not. How do we unlock the door to that world? Who has the thing is, Rajneesh never talked. Who lives there? What do they have for breakfast? He couldn't beat Paternius anymore, so we had to come up with a new identity. Like Cooper was from Pittsburgh. Big Steelers fan. Oh, yeah, man. I love the Steelers. Wayne suggests everyone in the cult should just be the players' names rearranged. Bradshaw became Shawbert. Green and Harris became Negree and Sharir. Father calls me Rod Temblar. Tem is for the temple, and Blar is for the blaring of the message of love. I was named after God's kindness. Nope. You weren't named after kindness. You were named after Jack Lambert. The meanest son of a bitch to ever play the game. <laughs> when God saw Jack Lambert play football, he pissed his pants. Wayne even thought everyone should wear Steeler colors. These people thought they were on a path to enlightenment, and unbeknownst to them, they were dressed like a bunch of drunks at a tailgate. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think about it much because of how it ended, but those were good times to be in the elite cult unit of the FBI. <laughs> so, I know you don't watch Jack Lambert now. They basically take topics, and it's Bill Hader and uh, what, some other guy. Kate Blanchett was on one of the seas uh, this season. It's actually a really good show. They kind of take like things from history. They kind of mold it together. So that was like a two-part episode. It's called uh, Batshit Crazy in Valleyville or something like that. And Owen Wilson is is the leader, uh, Raw something. But it was all about the Rajneeshis. What was their cult? The Rajneeshis. I thought they were named something. They like might that. have been. I forget off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so basically, like they did the whole like I poisoned, um, like the Wendy's Western restaurant. Mm-hmm. But they, they did, did with do the that. Pink eye. Oh, that's gross. No, remember? No. The yeah, they did. Yes, they, they tried. Did. They but tried no, to. no, they tried to do it with sal salmonella. I thought it was or something. I thought it was E. coli. They tried at the salad bar in Wendy. At salad bar Wendy. Yeah, yeah, they did get some people sick. Yes, but they so tried to kill people, but it didn't kill yeah. anybody. So in this this little clip, it's actually they give them pink eye. <laughs> it's if you haven't watched document season three came out. I binged it in one night. I fucking love it. Like, when I say I've been watching stuff, I have. It's just stuff that you're not really into. But when I saw Michael Keaton come out, I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> he right. plays the cult FBI leader. That's pretty good. <laughs> and see, I remembered that without talking to an invisible watch. Thank you, uh, My watch isn't invisible. It's there. Whatever. Fuck you. So, we are going to go out on a... Somebody we haven't watched in a, in a long time. <laughs> watched uh, or listened to? Watched and listened to. Okay. Um, and we are going to check it out because... Check out Good Omens on Amazon Prime. Fucking love that show. Doom love Patrol. it. Doom Patrol, yes. I started. Um, tomorrow is my birthday and I have off, so... No, last week was your birthday. Yeah, sorry. Last week was my birthday. So you're old. Yes, I'm old. And I've watched Doom Patrol now. I'm at episode seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. We're gonna go with a little. We're gonna go with some Simon Man Dan. With little Diddy. Some Simon Man Dan. All right, let's go. But we're gonna do it where a flat earther actually agrees with Simon Man Dan. 
Oh shit. Let's see how they, how they I had so many asthma attacks. Yeah, of course you have asthma attacks. Maybe you should run a little, a little bit more and you wouldn't have some asthma attacks. All right. But like carry a dead I baby. I think it would be fair to say that flat earthers don't like me. I mean, I'm blocked from pretty much every flat earth channel that exists out there. And I'd bet my bottom dollar that my face is on a few dartboards as well. So imagine, when I receive a message from a flat earther who has actually defended me with a video link attached, how surprised I was. But I wanted to give credit where it's due to Simon Down. That's right, it's the holy grail of flat earth debunking. A flat earther has agreed with me. Hello all and welcome what to another episode of Flat Earth Friday with me, Simon Dan. As ever, thank you very much for joining me. Yes, that opening clip was from Flat Earth YouTuber Daniel Robbins. Now he's a small channel, but I couldn't care less because he actually agrees with me regarding a certain argument made by Flat Earthers. Let's take a look and see exactly which argument we're referring to. Hello, this is Daniel Robbins. Happy Animal and Man Day, also known as Friday or Freya Day, and I know I'm being the Gentile that I am because I guess Michael I'm Scott. Jewish. Mine, it would already be the Shabbat because it's 11.42 p.m. But right. I wanted to give credit where it's due to Simon Down. That's me. Yeah. Flat Earther credit coming my way. I wanted to give a little challenge to my fellow Flat Earthers. Interesting. He also wants to test the Flat Earth community too. Hmm. I know it's tempting for us to take a soaking wet tennis ball and spin it around really fast and then see the water fly off and then try to claim that that's what would happen if the spherical theories are Not true, true. <laughs> were true. Ah oh, yes, the old wet tennis ball theory that states if Earth was a spinning globe, why doesn't the water fly off just like it does if we spin a wet tennis ball? Here's YouTuber D-I-T-R-H banging on about it. The Earth does not spin. If you believe in the... Heliocentric. Earth model, the spinning globe, you believe the following. One, the Earth is spinning over 1,000 miles per hour at the equator. Mach 1 is 761, speed of sound. Water does this. Sean's standing still water. Then he shows the tennis ball. Just a fucking dumbest fucking ball. Tennis ball? Or it's a bigger ver version. Big ass tennis ball. So As I've argued before, it's a ridiculous analogy. But let's see what Daniel says. But early on when I first woke up to the earth being flat, when I encountered that, <laughs> I decided to calculate it for myself. It's very easy to calculate. What would be the centrifugal force on something spinning? <clears throat> um, I mean, at a thousand miles per hour, but um, keep in mind <laughs> that you also have an 8,000 diameter supposed globe. 
So the diameter of rotation would be 8,000 miles. The radius of rotation would, would be 4,000 miles. You can calculate what the centrifugal acceleration on that would be. It's about 0 0.3 meters per second squared. Now this is where I sat up and paid attention because what we have here is a very, very rare entity indeed. A flat earther that can do the maths. <laughs> he doesn't struggle with things like turning meters into kilometers or the angles of an equilateral triangle. He can actually do some decent maths. And the so-called gravitational constant is 9.81 meters per second squared. Now, I don't believe in gravity, but of course I know that this happens. It's called stuff falling down. Stuff falls down at <laughs> 9.81 meters per second squared. Again, this is where Daniel stands out as... Oh, oh shit! Fuck that, man! I don't know where Daniel stands oh, out. Justin. We're getting there. Hold on. As well, he doesn't believe in gravity, but he accepts that there is an acceleration, and he also understands the value of that acceleration. But just because I know that gravity doesn't exist doesn't mean that uh, much of the world knows it. So in their minds, the gravitational constant is 9.81 meters per second squared. So then, if we were spinning um, as fast as the spherical theories say we are, and I'm not saying I believe that. Of course, I know that's not true, but they don't. It's a shitty camera. So then, um, not only did I do the calculation on that centrifugal acceleration, so did Simon Dan, and he was in his rights to do it. He found pretty much the same thing I did. So we agree on the fact that the central fugal force caused by the rotation of Earth is indeed negligible when it comes to the gravitational acceleration towards the Earth. At this point, I want to give him credit for not just blindly accepting the bigger channel's arguments and working it out for himself. That that centrifugal acceleration outward would be about 3% of the so-called gravitational constant. So then it's not really our strongest argument to say that water would be flying off mm -hmm. the supposed planet. I just want to play that again. <laughs> so then it's not really our strongest argument to say that water would be flying off the supposed planet. So then it's not really our strongest argument. So then it's not really our strongest argument. Our strongest argument. Our strongest argument. Thank you. Now, I think we are in our rights to say that not only would be would the water be sloshing around constantly, but so would the air. We would have this constant vortex of air. Ah. That, we're totally in our rights to say. And then also, we would be totally feeling it in our stomachs. I don't think there's any way around that. Oh, dear. <laughs> it was going so well. And Simon and Dan, um... What It'd be interesting fuck? to hear what you would have to say to that whole notion that I'm not feeling any movement in my stomach. Three words, Daniel. Conservation of momentum. Not only are we rotating around the Earth, so are our organs. The conservation of momentum states that unless acted upon, the like momentum from the rotation of the Earth is transferred to us, and the momentum of us is transferred to our organs. Take a look at this clip, and I hope you'll understand this because you've shown promise already. <laughs> How is it that this trampolinist can land smack bang in the middle of the trampoline despite being pulled by a tractor at speed? 
Every time the trampoline is hits the trampoline, the momentum of the moving vehicle is transferred to the jumper. It's also why you don't fly to the back of a train if you jump up. This is exactly how it works on Earth too, including with your stomach and all of its contents. But hey, let's be fair. Um, I don't think the notion that water will be flying off our supposed planet like water <laughs> flies off a rapidly spinning tennis ball is our strongest like picking argument. Scabs on his head or well, something. I just thought I'd uh, weigh in with my own little It's like the new evil um, genius instead of like this. Point like of view this. and also giving <laughs> credit to Simon Dan that in that case I think he he made a valid point. He just And I thank you. And again, this is a very rare trait in a flat earther on, to admit that there are the flawed arguments in flat earth. He calculated that so that centrifugal acceleration and he found it to be negligible compared to what he thinks is the gravitational constant and in that respect uh you know i think he is in his rights so i thought i'd be fair and give him credit where it's due and uh pray you'll have a great evening and simon dan yes i pray that you'll simply be free pray that you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free and what the fuck yeshua's also known as jesus name um <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath. In all seriousness, though, this is a decent guy. Oh, and I just want to highlight that because this is a very, very rare thing in Flat Earth. Thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate Simon your message Dan, I kind of and marry I hope you. to speak to you again soon. Are you single? Right, that brings another episode of Flat Earth Friday to a close. Made a nice change, this one. I really hope you enjoyed watching. If you did, then please do drop a like and also subscribe if you want to as well to see more. I have I been your ever-present host, Simon Dan. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend, and I'll see you all on Tuesday, where Conspiracies by Hans returns. Mm. See you then. Okay. All right, we're going to go out on this song because I love it. Okay. It's called Lizzo, L-I-Z-Z-O. Is this like Boo? No, stop. Don't bring out my baby. Which song? Juice. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this song, guys. I don't know. I love it. I'm um, obsessed with this old song. No, it's not. It's That's not. Five months There's ago. a place where no, I said old. don't exist. No, not really. Have you ever heard this? Uh, Probably not. All right, guys. You're the XA experience. I'm Inspector Gidget. Fucking ads. Yo, tell me how Amanda was driving. She almost hit somebody the other day, and she was like, "Die in a fucking fire." And I was like, "Yo, my brother says that." And she was like, "What?" Who said that? <laughs> my friend Amanda when I went to Philly. I don't know who Amanda is. My friend Amanda, when I went to Philly, that's all you need to know. Then we went to Band Cemetery with. Okay. So I'm Inspector Gidget, guys. We're going to have... She stole my tagline. That's what I said. And she was like, what? And she I was stole... like, keep she... it real, banana peel. She stole it. She listens. <laughs> no, she doesn't no, at all. She listens for me. Not at all. Oh, she knows yeah. It. Okay. She knows it. All right, hit play. Guys, you can call and leave us a voicemail at one 803 Hit us up on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. Mike's got the Twitter. Dying to fire all y'all bitches. I love this fucking song. Uh, peace out, Brussels I'm out. Later. I'm obsessed with this song. Don't even gotta try I like shot and make it better
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.